the best of frantic times. Welcome to another uh, Frantic Times podcast. I'm Peter Wildman. Yay! Uh, oh, I'm Rick Green. <laughs> Boo! I'm oh, Jim Redican. Yay! And I'm Paul Chato. Unfortunately, all four of us are here today. Hey! Uh, um, it's a, normally it's pretty quiet, but uh, we're going to kick things off with one of our, our favorite characters, uh, Mrs. Sarnicki, and here to tell us all about her is Rick Green, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, I want you to know that she was originally played by Olivia de Havilland, but then <laughs> Carolyn Scott just stepped in at the last minute when we realized that Miss de Havilland was dead. But... What's interesting is when we read this script in the rehearsal, it was 30 seconds long and it's like a minute and a half because people, stupid people, laugh. Thanks, everybody. And, and that intro was longer than the sketch. Mrs. Sarnicki's ice cream. Enjoy. That was kind of mean. That was really, that was, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Just, whoa. Uh, it's not funny if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought it would get big laughs, and then it was just like it laid there and died. Just, Ooh. 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 Oh, I, you know, I, you I, nailed I, Rick. I mean, it was a good one. Yeah, I thought you got me, but still. How does Neely's natural ice cream compare to ice cream parlor ice cream? We asked Mrs. Sarnicki. How does this ice cream taste, Mrs. Sarnicki? Blop, splat, patooey. Like lumps I vacuum up in my kids' bedrooms. Now, try this ice cream. Mmm, my torso thrashes in convulsions of ecstasy. The frosty flavor turns every taste bud into a G-spot. <laughs> this is Neely natural ice cream. The Dickens, you say. How would you describe the taste of Neely's natural ice cream? It's as if the dictionary definition of scrumptious ice cream had been expanded to include spiral galaxies. It's that good? Neely's natural ice cream is so good, I'll wager it's the motivating factor behind many of the world's top assassinations. So you really liked Neely's? Why do you think I smeared it all over my body? Millions of housewives agree. Neely's natural ice cream is better than ice cream parlor ice cream. It's good enough to serve Pete, Link, and Julie from the Mod Squad. Uh, attention, attention, please, patience. Thank you. I'm Nurse Slalom. Dr. Solomon will see you all now. Please line up in a single file and the doctor will examine you one at a time. Right, right here in his waiting room? That's right. But it's embarrassing to be examined in front of everyone else. What kind of medical care is that? Yeah. 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 Come on. yeah. Hey, say what? The cheapest. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, here's the doctor now. He's off. Morning, nurse. Morning, doctor. Who's first? Here. Name? Frank J. Problem? Uh, my chest pain, actually. Breathe deep. <laughs> Sharp? Dull. Prescription. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I... Uh... Next. Name? Frida Corno. Problem? Chest rash. Let's see. Oh, let me unbutton my blouse. Hang on. And well, Ooh! Quite red. Is it bad? Prescription. Oh, well, thank you. Should I go down... 
Next name? Wesley. I've seen your test. Is it for the best? You're a goner. Scout's honor. No lie. Can't die. There, there. Not fair. Don't despair. I mean. Mystery. Don't give in. Keep living. Thanks, Doc. Take a walk. Next name? Jocelyn. Who let her in? Oh, my aching back. Hypochondriac. Constipated. Fabricated. Dying. Lying. Aches. Fakes. Need pills. Not ill. Feeling low. Here you go. Oh, thank you so. Placebo. Oh. Next. Oh, my side hurts. Lift your shirt. Oh, can you fix Appendix. It? Lie down. On the ground? Scalpel. Scalpel. Come and get it. Anesthetic. Too late. No, wait. Got, got pin skin. Now I sew. You can go. It's true. Like new. Toodaloo. Last one. All done. Off to my car. Shoot under par. Turn out the light. All right. Good, Good night. night. Chowderhead, chucklehead, dolts, and numbskulls all agree. This is the best of frantic times. George Powell Insurance Agency. George Powell speaking. Hi, okay. Like, I need some insurance so, like, I can drive my car, you know? Certainly, young man. If you can give me the particulars, I'll give you a quote on what a policy will run you. Oh, okay. Uh, great. Yeah. How old are you? Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> well, right away, you're a high risk. Oh. How long have you been driving for? Um, three days. <laughs> That's all, eh? Well, okay. Did you, uh, did you go to driving school? No, my 17-year-old brother taught me. <laughs> Got any tickets? Two. <laughs> two. Two tickets in three days. You should watch where you park. No, they were for speeding and impaired driving. Impaired <laughs> driving. What's so funny? They only took ten points off my driving record. <laughs> You ever have any any accidents? Uh, yeah, four. Four! Why are you laughing? Come on, cut it out, eh? That wasn't funny. What, what, what kind of a, of a car were you? It's a Camaro. <laughs> a red Camaro. Listen, quit laughing. I need to know how much insurance is, because I drag race on the weekends. <laughs> Stop I just it. thought it's not funny. Now, come on, how much for insurance? Okay, okay. okay. Well, you're, you're in what we call our uh, kamikaze category. <laughs> oh, yeah? That'll cost you 800 a month. <laughs> That's over $9,000 a year. $9,000 a year? I'll take it. What? 9000 that's the cheapest quote I've gotten. No, don't do that, please. No, you got to. No. Yeah, you got to insure me. It's the law. Oh, the twist. Come forward. Yes, sir, Mr. Bumbu. Bend forward, lad. Oh, but, sir... Bend forward! Yes, yes, sir. You must do as you're told, precisely as you're told, and not do whatever you feel like doing. I trust we understand each other. Land D. Bark. Yes, sir. Now go back to your seat, boy. Oh, please, sir. I want some more. 
I have you down for a comment, Paul. Would you uh, like to uh, call Jacques Cousteau Pou? Okay. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> At this, so, uh, when this was uh, recorded, actually, there were there were Jacques Cousteau uh, specials on TV, so people knew what we were talking about. <laughs> this at this point is just a, a random sketch. Yes, that is correct. What? This sketch kills in the seniors. Jacques Cousteau was pretty similar to the person uh, depicted in the sketch. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. He, he was an underwater explorer. He's the guy who invented scuba self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. And yeah. he was French and he had a very sexy accent. But it is one of the first, <laughs> one of the only sketches where we say the word uric acid. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, you guys have been doing this for a while, so pardon me if it takes us a while to catch up. No, no, Paul's, Paul's the expert. Paul, Paul went to Ryerson. He knows all yeah. about radio. Yep, I know all about choking in the middle of an idea. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say something, but not finish. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that called Alzheimer's? <laughs> the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau. My boat, the Calypso, and her crew have sailed around the world, explored the Arctic Sea, probed the Great Barrier Reef, clambered over the Galapagos Islands, but it has always been my dream to explore the uncharted waters of the Sudbury Municipal Swimming Pool. The Calypso is carefully lowered by a crane into the waters. And on to a nine-year-old with a flutterboard. As Robert and Louis don their tanks and wetsuits, Renee tests the water. Chlorine, hair, salt, and uric acid. Lots of uric acid. As always, I give the divers last-minute instructions. No running, no playing tag, and no diving on the shallow end. Aww! Robert and Louis Falco, the Calypso cameraman, disappear into the murky depths. There are many species in the shallow end. The smart Alex splashers, the old men who stand, the suckies who attach themselves to the side of the pool. Suddenly, Robert is in trouble. His tank valve catches on the line of float separating the deep and shallow ends. Louis moves in to help Robert, attempting to cut the rope. Louis is unable to cut the ropes. Time is running out. The air in their tanks is limited. Finally, out of sheer desperation, Robert stands up and takes a breath. Now Louis can untangle him. The danger has passed. When they return later to the Calypso, the crew gathers on the deck to examine the priceless artifacts recovered from the secretive pool floor. A comb full of air. A band-aid with hair. A piece of gum with hair. A scab with hair. And from the drain, a ball of hair with hair. Finally, it is Jacques' turn to enter the water alone. There is a new world beneath the surface of the pool. A society rich and complex. I see such a variety of limbs and torsos. But what is that ahead of me? It is the great white housewife. A mammoth creature, the largest denizen of the swimming pool. Her song is magnificent. Who are you calling mammoth? 
I swim in her shadow. What graceful movements for one so large. I wish I could stay here for an eternity. Everybody out of the pool! But alas, this is not possible. The pool is closed for the night. Someday we shall return to these waters. Perhaps in spring to see the great housewife when she is spawning. <laughs> Or when she's trying to pick up the lifeguard. <laughs> ah, the pool, teeming with mystery, with life, and uric acid, lots of uric acid. Next month on the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau, diving off the Grand Banks of Montreal's financial district. Can I trouble you for a match? Sure. Thanks. They say it's a foggy night for this time of year. The New York cold eats at my bones. <laughs> yes, a soft silhouette swims through my mind. An icy hand sinks into my blinded eye. Leonard Cohen! Rod McEwen! How are you doing? Good to meet you! Rick, talk about yourself on You Know What I Hate. This skit is another kind of Bill from Bala. It is. It's Bill from Bala. He's just doing something a little different. Uh, but did you w- slip Derek money or something to make this all about you? Uh, yeah. We haven't yeah. heard a single Dan comment on anything that he's done yet in this show. Well, Dan's I'd like got- to point out at this point, I don't remember anything. <laughs> so Dan's, go on, Rick. Dan, kids, Dan's got a big comment coming up at the end of the show. So. Yeah, you're going to like it. It's around death and, and great literature. So you stay tuned for that, folks. Can you hold the elevator, please? Yeah, sure. Oh, thanks. Could you push 19 for me? Yeah, sure. Some weather we've been having. Yes. Yeah, some weather. Quite Quite a bit bit of of rain, rain. right. Do you know what I hate? Racial prejudice? No. No, what what I hate is... So you like racial prejudice? What? Well, you said you don't hate racial prejudice. No, that, that wasn't what I was getting at. What were you getting at? That we should help people of all races? No. Oh! So you're actively fighting racial harmony. You bigot. Have you ever been caught handing out hate literature? No, never. Oh, so you've been careful not to get caught. Sneaking and skulking around. I don't sneak around. Right out in the open, eh? No No, shame at all. That's disgusting. How many foreigners have you killed? None. Who did? No one at all. No one's ever killed a foreigner. Well, of course, people have killed foreigners. Ah, now your story changes. So you've heard of people who've killed foreigners. Yes. And you're part of this conspiracy. Wait, I never said I wanted to kill all the foreigners. Well, you said we should have segregation. I never said we should have segregation, mister. Yes, you did, just there. What? Look, I got a little tape recorder in my pocket. Let me play back what you just said. Now listen to this. Said I want to kill all foreigners. There, you see? That's only part of what I said. Play the whole thing. Okay, you want more? Listen to this. We should have segregation, mister. 
It just gets worse. That's enough for Play me. Play the whole tape. I've heard enough, thanks. Don't try burning any crosses tonight, you bigot. I'm not going to burn any crosses. A rain of terror. No, it's not a rain of terror. Well, it's going to rain tonight. Really? Yes. From well, some weather we've been having. Yeah. 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 It's my floor. Yeah, 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 who is it? It's Fast Freddy! I came to pick up the payment! Um, uh, hey, look, I ain't got it yet. Uh, um, tomorrow, I'll have the money tomorrow. That's what you said yesterday! Hey, come on, leave me alone, Fast Freddy! No! Let me in! No, no, no! Open the door! No! Oh! Come on in, uh, sit down. <laughs> the money. Look, I, I, I'll get it. Look, I'll ask my mother for a loan. Your mother's dead. I'll ask her for an inheritance. I guess I ain't got no choice. Oh, no. No, you're not going to break my arm. Too easy. Not my legs. You're not going to break my legs. Too fast. You don't mean you're going to break my... I'm going to break your heart. No, no, please. No, no. I got a letter here from the guy. No, no, not a letter. They're so cold. Dear Steve, I can't see you no more. No, 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 stop. I've met another man. He's wonderful, Steve. I'm sure you'd like him. Oh, that's low. That's dirty. I never wanted to hate you, but this is real love. Don't read anymore. I'm sending him around for my things. Oh, you bastard. And I hope we can still be friends. Ah! <laughs> Welcome to Frantic Times Talent Hunt. This week's contestant on Frantic Times Talent Hunt is Miss Debbie Kalahari. Hello. <laughs> Miss Kalahari will be performing an erotic mystical dance, the dance of the seven garbage canlets. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, um, Miss Kalahari, I thought you'd be naked underneath your uh, garbage can lids, but you're wearing a garbage bag. Yes, it's a glad garbage bag. I'll bet it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Kalahari. This is the best of frantic times. Honestly, it is. We scoured around. This was the best we could find. The frantics. And now it's time to visit Jake and Harriet Limper, the last two people on Earth. When last we saw Jake and Harriet, there was a mysterious knock at their door. There's that knock at the door. You're right, Jake. There it is, all right. And there it is again, someone knocking at our piece of burnt sheet metal. <laughs> Certainly is something, isn't it? Yeah. Reminds me of the good old days when we had radio and furniture. <laughs> Jake? Yes, Harriet? Why don't you wade through the rubble and answer it? <laughs> good idea. I, I think I will. 
Maybe I ought to have a snack first to tide me over. All right, dear. Are there any of those craft caramels left? <laughs> they were melted by the fireball. <laughs> Too bad they didn't melt over the apple basket. Then we could have caramel apples. <laughs> caramel apples. <laughs> caramel apples. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. We haven't had such a good laugh since the bits of the chair fell over. <laughs> <laughs> the chair. <laughs> Jake? Yes, Harriet? Did you notice something? We have no walls or roof. <laughs> Other than that. Oh, no. The knocking has stopped. Oh, well, in that case, I'll just cancel that snack. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't want to spoil your lunch. <laughs> no. Join us again next week when the limpers reminisce and flash back to what happened with the bits of the chair on the continuing story of Jake and Harriet Limper, the last two people on Earth. <laughs> Dearly beloved, this is indeed a sad day. We are gathered here in the sight of God to say goodbye to a dear friend and a good man, Edward Tendon. But Ed Tendon was more than just an exercise show host. Ed Tendon taught us that the body is a temple. Ed Tendon showed us how to take care of our bodies and through good health to respect and honor God's creation. Ed Tendon worked tirelessly, ate properly, and shared his concern with everyone. So when he choked to death on that granola bar and fell into his jacuzzi, the world lost a great man. In his honor, let us now bow our heads. Now roll your head around, that's it. Relax those neck muscles, that's, come on Sally, you can do it. And now, yes. Dan gets to speak. I get to speak about Suicide Watch. I do remember Suicide Watch only because we did a million of them. And it's it's like the person with a short-term memory loss. If you walk in the room often enough, they'll start to uh, re remember you. Okay. Who uh, wrote the first one? It was me. Was I you? believe yeah. it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, I called the character Roland Grit because I was writing a lot of sketches and I was running out of names. Uh, <laughs> and I stole the name of... There was I knew someone called Roland Gritani, who was a really nice guy uh, in London, Ontario, and I made him this jerk in the sketch because I needed a name. <laughs> and then I never thought, you know, maybe Roland Gritani might hear this someday and say, "What?" So uh, apparently, if he if he ever did hear it, uh, I'd like to apologize to Roland Gritani <laughs> for calling this character Roland Grit because it was nothing like you. He only he only heard the first one. Then he yeah. killed, he killed himself, Dan. He killed himself. Uh, go, so. Well, to be fair, the character's a bit more like me. <laughs> Can't really deal with other people's emotions. <laughs> Suicide Watch with Hamlet. Are you lonely? Depressed? Thinking of ending it all? Well, why not give me a call here at Suicide Watch? I'm Roland Grit. I care. I really do. Suicide Watch is brought to you by Manfred's. Makers of Manfred Sour Cream and Onion Laxative. <laughs> The gentle cure for irregularity that's really great at parties. <laughs> A soul in distress is calling us now. Suicide Watch, what's troubling you, friend? To be or not to be 
That is the question. Now, son, it, it is the question, but it, it's better to be. Not being is no answer. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing, end them. How many times have I heard that? <laughs> but what would that accomplish? To die, to sleep, no more. And by a sleep to say we end the heartache, end the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Now, life is not all heartaches and shocks. You don't really want to die, do you? Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished. To die. Think it over. Slow down. To sleep. Yeah, sleep on it. Things will look better in the morning. Perchance to dream. We all need our dreams. Go to bed. Dream. Aye, there's the rub. Well, that's normal for boys. Nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> for in that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil must give us pause. You bet. There's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. No, 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 don't say so long life. Say hello life. You're going to find a girl someday. For who would bear the whips and scorns of time? Well, you can't ask too much of her. The oppressor's wrong. The proud man's contumely. The pangs of disprised love, the law's delay, the insolence of office, the spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes. Yeah, isn't, isn't that always the way? <laughs> but we'll be right back after this word from Manfred's. Frank, why aren't you in the living room with the guests? It's this darned irregularity. <laughs> Irregularity, try the dip. It's Manfred's sour cream and onion laxative. It really gets a party moving. This is delicious. I could eat a whole bowl of this sour cream and onion laxative. Well, if you do, there's always Manfred's nacho tortilla keopectate. Manfred's really has you covered. Manfred's laxative with sour cream. The onion treat for people on the go. It's Manfred's nacho cheese will slow you down again. Two party dips to regulate the flow. It's Manfred. It's good. Roland Grit back again with another troubled teenager. Thus conscience doth make cowards of us all. <laughs> Listen, son, I was scared of women once, too. But soft, fair Ophelia approaches. Oh, well then, go for it, tiger. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. Well, I guess that had a happy ending. But did you hear the way he talked? Kids today are murdering the English language. <laughs> you know, that's all the time we have for this week. I'm Roland Grit for Suicide Watch. Brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's sour cream and onion laxative, the party snack that's like a hand on nature's throttle. <laughs> Good 
This is the Rick. It's the Rick Green Show. I know. Rick, this and now a song with a song. Rick singing. Yeah, this is great because I got to be on national radio, coast to coast, singing, and I'm an awful singer. I'm an awful singer. But what was great was there were these, like there are, you go to any school, there'll be 20 people who can sing beautifully. None of them will ever get on national radio. They'll never be on a podcast. They'll never have people enjoying their voice. And me, I can't sing worth a damn. It's just, it's, I love it. But I you really, got laughs. I, well, what? You got laughs. They laughed at me? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Listen. Oh, my God. Flash fire burnt my money. A comet crushed my house. A trucker broke my jawbone. Cause I once looked at his spouse. If hordes of bees attack a crowd, it's only me who stung. My baby up and left me, and she took my iron lung. I'm blue. Well, I'm blue. I'm incredibly down and morose and negative. I'm blue, a truck drove on my left foot. A nail went through my right. I lunched with Queen Elizabeth and got into a fight. I sprayed my hair with hailspray. It turned out to be mace. I pulled a band-aid off my nose and ripped off half my face. I'm blue. I'm blue. There's nothing but tunnel at the end of the tunnel. I'm blue. I find a four-leaf clover and it bursts into flame. Some guy in Swaziland gets shot, and somehow I get blamed. There's shadows on my x-rays, and I, I got indigestion. I won the million dollar lottery, but I blew the skill test in question. I'm blue. I'm blue. Been down so long, looks like Calgary to me. I, I am blue, I really blue, sad bunny face, you know. The best of the Frantic Times was written and performed by the Frantics. That's us, Paul Chattel over there, Rick Green, me, Dan Redican, he's great. Peter Wildman, he's even greater, with special guests Maggie Butterfield, Mag Ruffman, and Carolyn Scott. They played the girl stuff. Good. Originally CBC production with David Milligan. Sound effects by Kathy Perry, she was great. Anton Zabel, he was even great. No, he was, they were about the same. He was Hungarian. Oh, there you go. Well, what can I say? The best of Frantic Times podcast was produced by the inimitable and intimidating Derek Wellsman. Boot to the head!